What's up, Epsom? This is Lewis from the Why Aren't You Normal Epsom podcast returning for another episode this week with an Epsom regular, well, an Epsom inhabitant in the year 2021. I had to check the check the year there. Living in a crazy age, lockdown's coming to an end. We're going to be giving our freedoms back and I believe we're all really happy about that and won't be taking taking life for granted, hopefully, when this is over. Um, the time for me right now is 21.52. Ooh, I'm in another part of time. You might, you'll probably, well, you definitely will be in a completely other part of time. But right now, um, out my window, I can see the chicken shop Maxi Express. Uh, there's a guy on a chair and he's sitting and chatting to the owner there. They're having quite a animated conversation he's throwing his arms around they're really they're complaining about something and the maxi express guy he looks pretty chilled he looks happy he looks like well you know what am i going to do about it and the other guy is going well i don't know what to do about it either but he seems to have the guy sitting down seems to have a bit more discontent whereas whereas the maxi express worker the, the owner i think he is he he just seems to be going well what can you do I wonder what they're talking about. There's a baseline coming from the car that's parked outside of Maxi's, maybe delivery driver. Oh, and the shutters are coming down as we speak. Maxi's is closed at 21.53 on a Saturday. Um, so I assume this guy must have something to do with the business. So they, you can ascertain they were probably talking about the business as he turns the lights off for the menu. Um, this is the... Uh, well, it's got to be like the sixth or seventh episode of the second series of this podcast. We welcome Nicola today. She works at Surrey County Council, but she's actually here to discuss endometriosis, which is a condition that women, many women, a high percentage of women are suffering from or might be undiagnosed yet or getting misdiagnosed that Nicola wishes to raise awareness for. And I'm not really that qualified to speak about the issue, but I'm all ears. I'll soak it up like a sponge. <laughs> you know, talking of sponges, today, if funnily enough, yesterday or today, talking of sponges, yesterday I was at work and one of my colleagues went up the road to get us a sandwich and purchased three slices of lemon cake pre-packaged lemon cake so it obviously been made in a factory somewhere and as they opened it we we looked at the back it came as like a singular slice singular slice package right clear just saw the lemon slice in the middle there looked quite moist looked very yellow you know looked like what you'd expect a lemon slice to cake but on the back was written in small letters I'm not joking here, over 60 different ingredients. You know, it wasn't just eggs, flour. In fact, it didn't contain eggs or flour by the looks of things. It contained yellow and white egg substitute powder. And this is where it gets weird. It created it. And this is where it gets weird. It contained. And don't get me wrong, don't these aren't scientifically accurate, exactly as they were written, but such things as budempolanine. Quentin Celatino gum, hydrochloronixico acid, man, ma, lemon supreme, 
was one and stabilizers was another. What does what does that mean? Now lemon supreme, I assume I I make an assumption here that that was the flavoring put into it. It tasted and it smelt like fairy liquid. Like I don't know the taste that you know when something tastes like the smell of it tastes tasted like the smell of fairy liquid like lemon flavored fairy liquid which makes me imagine some factory somewhere is creating this lemon supreme and marketing it as a chemical sort of substitute for lemon in fact what even in, in is in lemon supreme like can i can i click on that please and break that one down because that probably, like, lemon supreme, to create that smell doesn't, you know, that isn't natural. Lemon supreme isn't just plucked out the ground or falls from the sky or, you know, is arises as a gas and then frozen and melted down. To, no, that stuff's in a, in, a, in a biological lab somewhere being created. That's another hundred ingredients on top of Xenophora reel or whatever the hell, you know, that was else is in that lemon. And it's like I'm imagining a factory of just gloop. One gloop on the right is soon to be lemon flavoured washing up liquid. One gloop on the left is a cake mix or some kind of mix that is soon to become a lemon cake. You know, is there black currant supreme for a black currant cake? You know, or red velvet supreme for a red velvet cake on the other side and with red velvet you know watch out for red velvet. Washing up liquid coming up next. And I tell you, I, it's not far away. It really isn't. And that's what I'm picturing, this this sort of runways of craziness, man. But yeah, just makes you think, doesn't it? It, it, oh, it really makes you think, food, are we going to lose that? I would rather not lose that. You know, I will, I will jump. I will jump in with the future. I love the idea of it. They are now talking about teaching people with augmented reality. You might put glasses on. You might look at a mannequin of a body and then a heart might come out of it. And then you can, you know, use your hand to move that heart around. You can zoom in and zoom out. You might smell the heart. Probably not heart. You know, you might maybe want to be learning about Lemon Supreme or something. You, you know, how they make Lemon Supreme that goes into your cake if we're not careful. Uh, and you you pull it out, you play with the heart, spin it around, and what that apparently does is is the uh, the illusion that it's real will make your brain take it in more. That's a future that sounds fun. Virtually, are we going to be, you know, can they take us back to the Battle of Hastings? And you can stand in the middle and go, Jesus, look at the Battle of Hastings. It really did kick off. You can go and have a look at that if you want. Anything, uh, you know, anything, but. Food, food. Do do we want lemon supreme flavored lemons? You know, fake lemons with lemon supreme flavoring, or can we can we can we keep food? Should we try our best? You know, try our best. I was thinking the other day we could build huge domes with the technology we've got, and they can go underground, above ground, maybe towers of things, all of them with different heats different weather conditions maybe we could grow bananas here and we wouldn't have to ship them over you know it would recreate wherever bananas grow recreate them in these little these little huts or these little domes that stack up and go underground above ground and um and we could make anything we want 
Yeah. Oh, eight minutes I've been talking. <laughs> um, they're going to crack on with the podcast now. Cool. Well, yeah, we're going to crack on with the podcast. So, listen, Nicola's a good friend of mine. She is here to talk about a condition called endometriosis. And we're going to start a little bit with her career as a... Because as she works with the scientists that deal with your data. And I think that's an interesting conversation to have. Not as conspiracy as you think. It's all very strict and rigid. Um, the sort of stuff that the council take in, that sort of data. Um, yeah, really interesting. But it, this condition, endometriosis, it affects, and, and Nicola fears a lot of women get misdiagnosed and it leads on to other mental health problems. And if a community podcast kind of somebody coming on and talking about issues that they want to share with the community then i don't know what a community podcast is for she also runs a um like a personal training program for women with endometriosis geared for women with like endometriosis so the 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 exercises would benefit and aim to help so if this connects the one person to the right person i'd be over the moon with that okay let's get on with the podcast Oh, obviously, listen out for Wayne Music, different musicians from lo- the local area every episode because we love music. The ultimate expression of not normal. And that's what this is all about. Why aren't you normal, Epsom? You're listening to Wayne with Lewis Stevens on Epsom Hospital Radio. Well, what about, like, so what, what typically... Would a, a member of the council, like a, a citizen of a council, what 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 would you say they they generally sort of approach the council for? What are they looking for in the council in terms of you know why 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 are they getting in touch? Apart from potholes, I'm not having potholes. Yeah, there's a lot of potholes. Yeah. Potholes very specific to Surrey County Council. I have to say. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah um, council tax. Yeah. Tax. They what, what customers want and what they get is is they want just like a one-stop shop for everything. So if they want to inquire about council tax, elections, um, any other kind of accounts that they're held that are held with the council that they just want to check, so benefits, I guess. Um, all that like grants, business grants at the moment. So my team are busy developing lots of forms, interactive forms, where the government will release another grant that's um, available for people to apply for. My team will, will complete the forms and, and do that kind of user journey to make sure that form's available and the eligibility's clear, et cetera, et cetera. But people just want to have that one-stop shop, like a portal, log in. Here you go, great, right, well, and I, I will, whilst I'm here applying for this business grant, I'm just going to check my council tax. I'm just going to check my rent, for example. You know, any of that all in one place. Yeah. We don't have that. It's multiple sites for multiple logins from different areas of their life and they just want the one thing yes because because it isn't about uh it isn't about men sitting around tables arguing with each other about how that this should be done anymore is it no. i guess it's no 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 we fully evolved well we are evolving from that and we have the technology to to do yeah. that um and i guess that the, the sort of the sort of more we progress that the more your average citizen will be very familiar with with that way of doing things so i yeah. guess we'll get more out of it the, the the more we go along you know yeah exactly yeah i think yeah. the what's it what is it that they send they send uh what's what's coming out at the moment where, where they send something out to all the households and you have to fill it in um, yeah so that's for the voting 
that for the that you're on the electoral register? No, not that. The the thing that you that they send out is it like they send out every like annually, and you and it and it goes back to the government and it answers loads of questions. Uh, so, so they're like, oh, they might ask census. Yeah. Yeah, that's only ten every ten years though. And that's coming out at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, twenty first of March is census day. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then and everybody has to answer. So, but I, do you know what's weird enough? Like, surely. The government are trying to catch up on information that the big tech companies probably already have about us in in some way or somewhere or the other. Quite possibly, there's a load of obviously all the data protection GDPR stuff. So even at the moment, even if say for example, electoral services have got your information, and another department wants that information for another purpose or the other way around, you can't just give it. It has to be data is collected for the purpose in which it's collected for. You can't just share it amongst even within the council. What about uh, what about in like companies? Uh, do they have the same? Do they have the same rules like data protection rules? GDPR applies across the board. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Just answering that for any conspiracy theorists amongst the ranks that might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was a that really interesting chat that we, that we started with, and that was cool. So we, uh, but we we are gathered here today to talk about probably our our second favorite topic to discuss. We found ourselves talking about this many times, uh, and that's uh, en- endometriosis, which is um, we're we're currently on endometriosis awareness month. Uh, am I right? We are indeed, yeah, the whole of March. Whole of March. Yeah. And we, you originally spoke to me because you wanted to speak about it on the podcast and this podcast is long overdue by about a year. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it was because you'd gone, you'd, you'd gone through, you're suffering, you are suffering with the condition yourself and you wanted to speak about the journey behind that. So yeah, shoot, like go with, let, let's hear what, you know, how, how how did it all start for you this this journey, and and maybe give give us a sort of outline of what the actual con- condition is as well. Yeah, sure. So I'll start off with that actually. Um, so, um, what endometriosis is? It's a condition that's where so tissue that's similar to that of the lining of the uterus um migrates to areas outside of the uterus, so such as ovaries and fallopian tubes, um, and then it kind of takes up home there and it can cause extreme pain, um, differing levels for different women. Um, so that pain is usually uh, focused on the pelvic area and uh, it can cause things like cysts, like I've, I've, I've got um, adhesions, infertility and, and, and generally really, really heavy periods. And, and this is where it becomes tricky because women have periods and they can be painful and so it takes the reason it takes so long it takes on average eight years to diagnose um but right. actually that's probably quite that's the average number of years um so that's probably quite low um for myself it was probably double that at least if not if not more um and it also is a bit of a lottery as to who which which kind of gp you go to and where you live as to how um how heard you are really and i think i've spoken to a number of women who just they think oh well they were just dismissed or they, they dismissed their own symptoms or um, they were dismissed by by professional medical professionals who said oh well it's just what happens um but the thing with endometriosis is it, it's it's you know it, it does there's not one size fits all it doesn't the same thing doesn't happen to every woman um and that you know that's that's really tricky really tricky and it's incredibly 
um, hard to get diagnosed, which is doctor sent. Yeah, yeah, and and what services are available for somebody who either thinks they have it or you know or or, or wants to know more about the symptoms. Well, I mean, there there are a lot of um, support groups around now, more so with, with social media, etc. It's fantastic. So I follow Endometriosis Awareness um, UK. Um, there's local support groups. I, I follow one at Guildford um, Endometriosis Support Group on Facebook. There's a lot of groups around. Um, but to be honest, really what should happen, and, and I just encourage women to listen to their bodies and know their bodies. Um, and if mm. you think that something isn't quite right, go with that stick with it be you know persevere with it um go to the gp um and and say you know i really need a, a specialism you know somebody that's got specialism within that area or just to just to persevere with it like i say because um it can be dismissed as just normal it's normal and then it can just lead to huge amount of issues and i'd also uh, encourage women to go as young as possible because it can cause infertility and when you're yeah. a bit older, like I was only diagnosed a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm about to turn 43. I had a laparoscopy two, uh, two years ago. Um, so, you know, it's quite old to, to have that. But I mean, it, it really does vary into the ages that, that women will get diagnosed. Um, and I mean, there's 176 million women that suffer from this disease. Known as well. So there might be a lot more that's not yeah. known. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's still quite i, suppose, I think it's, it's dehumanizing as well because i know that you can get pain after sex which is a big one and i and i know um that this can actually make the experience of something that everybody's doing for fun and everybody's having this great time but for some reason when you seem to have sex or partake in sex you receive pain you then get anxious during maybe anxious afterwards or you feel guilty and you, you, there's all sorts of issues coming in with how you think your partner's going to react to what's coming in except you know everything that comes with yeah. something that makes you feel not normal um and not to bring this to the name of the, yeah. the podcast you know but i i guess the to, to sort of say that i don't know it's 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 common and uh, it, it's beyond just the issue, isn't it? It's everything that comes with it um, whilst trying to live a quote-unquote normal life. Absolutely. This is the thing, Lewis, you've hit the nail on the head because, you know, um, there are so many things that come off the back of it, yeah. Um, and then there's the hormonal element as well. Um, so, so, you know, women sort of suffer quite a bit with this kind of stigma around, oh, yeah, time of the month, et cetera. But if you look... Uh, <laughs> suffering from endometriosis on top there's this extra level and you think am i going crazy um you know what, what's happening to me and then you're not being heard from professionals it can have lots of repercussions and manifestations of something when you don't get it diagnosed just like any condition but this one yeah. is still so unknown and yet so many women suffer from it and it takes so long to be diagnosed and and there are a number i mean you know i know when you get talking about it, you hear that there's actually, you know, I've spoken to a number of people recently saying I'm going to be doing this podcast, um, want to raise awareness. Um, and some women just haven't heard of it. And others, others very familiar. Um, and, and, and far more people wanting to, to kind of unite and say, yeah, I, I suffer from that as well. Oh, that's great to know that there's somebody else. But there's just not that, that common 
like known, it's, it's not out there as commonly known as some, some of the conditions are, and that's a real, that's a real thing. Some of you might be wondering what's going on right now. Where's this music coming from? What's this sound that's coming through my ear? When a second ago it was pure calm talking, well, I'll answer that for you now. This is the Wayne Music section of the podcast. Here at Wayne, we're a strong believer of the power of music. The expression of that not normalness, that thing I spoke about earlier, that thing underneath society, underneath the whatever normal is. This is how you get it out, you sounds. And what you're hearing right now is the works of local DJ Raymond. DJ, producer, also works for the NHS for the vaccination program, so, you know, big ups. Endometriosis, bit of house music. We like to remix things around here. So make some noise. Get boogieing. I can't hear you, Epsom.
Yeah, I also think, you know, that whole issue of, the, like, there's a common thing, isn't there? There's a lot of people going through sort of their, their issues and it all has the same outcome of people yeah. not feeling like they fit in, not feeling normal. Whatever the idea of normal is, you know, that there, there's something that they're not fulfilling and it makes them feel guilty, um, isolated, and even to the point where they just don't understand what's going on and instead of wanting to understand, you know, and they might think they're on top. Now, I'll speak from personal experience with, you know, going through something like with a mental health problem or and and this is a massive umbrella this statement now of mental health problems and i don't really i'm actually starting to go away from the term a little bit like you know where you always want you always want to hone in and be like what exactly is it that's that's cool that's going on basically and being caused but it's the idea that there are support networks for your individual needs out there and that's like the great thing of facebook isn't it like you know we 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 can't somehow we need to find a way where you can be connected to the group you need as easily as easily as possible you know and then once you're in it they will then work together to cater to cater to the needs you know uh, do you know do you know what i mean i think it's massively important that we we utilize what we've got in terms of these groups you know Completely. No, I 100% agree. And um, I'm, I'm quite recently, um, I've, I've quite recently joined a couple of support groups and um, I've gone along to a couple of the, you know, like at the moment, obviously everything virtual, so to the live groups on Facebook. And, and it's amazing the knowledge and the connections that are there because um, a couple of the ladies that have put together the Guildford Endometriosis Support Group, um, there isn't one in Epsom, interestingly, so that's why Guildford is no, yeah. the next closest. Um, and uh, you know they are actually no uh, endometriosis nurse at um, a local hospital. I can't recall which hospital it is that they're connected to, but then they can check some of the questions in. So there is that professional viewpoint coming into the group as well. I think maybe in the past that nurse has actually attended some sessions as well. But you know just to be able to share some of the information with people that are joining the group and and you know questions, concerns, people having similar surgery to the surgery I had. I had a laparoscopy um, and I, I've got, um, as I mentioned before, so I've got a cyst on my ovary. Um, yeah. And I've, I had that um, drained with my first laparoscopy and I, it's come back, but it's small at the moment. So I don't need another surgery at the moment, but in the future I might need to. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, my what, what I've got is very unique to me, um, not not purely, I mean, lots of people would have the same thing, but in the group, uh, the last group I attended, that was unique to me, but other women, they had, you know, their, their symptoms were far worse to the point where it got me thinking, gosh, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty fortunate, really, with mine. It's, it's a struggle, but not compared to some. Some, they've, they've got lots of other symptoms that come off the back of it, and, and quite often it's associated with um, endometriosis and problems with bowel and bladder. Uh, you know, huge knock on um, repercussions. So, uh, yeah, count myself pretty fortunate, even though there are times of the month where I'm not feeling so much. But, uh, but you know, yeah. everyone is still relative. So what, because I've got a friend um, who's got diabetes and they often struggle in their day-to-day -day life. Um, and I think sometimes it could be in the background that it is the diabetes that's causing that but because they are having to be told to be 
you know, well, I've dealt with that. I'm strong. I know I've got diabetes. The anxieties came out in all other aspects of their life. And like I was going to say, how do you, how do you, do you find it trickles out into like other aspects that, that might not be so easy to sort of like be like, you know, it's the endometriosis causing this, you know, and, and can, could it, can it, can it create quite an isolating experience almost for you? And, and maybe somebody who like, somebody who's who's fresher to it and it might be affecting them a lot a lot a lot more if you know what I'm saying yeah um I think yeah so I think it can do because you, you know it's is that the cause or is that a symptom or what what is the underlying um so yeah, yeah and, and I think going back to my point from earlier around listening to your own body and thinking is this right? Is this normal? Especially for women that perhaps have been on the pill for a long time and haven't been used to getting to know their diet, because this is what happens, you see. Um, women, you know, they're put on the pill when they're quite young, so you don't actually get to know your body because it's masking symptoms and periods because it just, it, 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 you know, compresses it and sort of silences it for a while. So then after all these years, you're coming off, and, and off the pill and trying to, to work out your, your hormones and your cycle. Um, and and then going to a medical professional and then perhaps not having it. I'm not knocking them all because there are some fantastic ones. And funnily enough, since I moved to Epsom from where I used to live, my care and support has has greatly improved. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can have all sorts of other because then and so for myself, um, obviously I'm, I'm in my early forties, different to to women a lot younger. But there's like hormonal things kicking in medical professionals will start talking about menopause and I'm thinking gosh am I really at that age and then others will say no it's not that so there's that clarity that it's it's not it's not one of those subject areas that everyone just knows about so it really is a bit of luck in the draw as to who you're speaking to um yeah and endometriosis it, you know it's fertility and guy, you know the gynae side of things will get intermingled so um even if you're saying right can we look at this from a perspective from a health perspective fertility will always come into play and I just don't think there's enough of a wraparound service for for women to be you know to have their whole case discussed um and uh, yeah the the sort of mood swings and the hormonal implications of having you know anyway of being a woman and you know having periods yeah, but then yeah. add, add on um that I mean I I've recently um I'm, I'm happy to sort of share but recently um was told uh, about um, the coil as a um, way of helping with the endometriosis and I just couldn't put the two things together initially I was thinking how would that help and then you unpick it and it's about um, aligning the um, so, so basically with endometriosis it can get worse the more that you have your periods and the heavier that they are so it just makes something that, that could be kind of left alone so my cyst for example it could stay as it is now there's no way of knowing by the way of tracking whether it'll stay the same whether it'll grow whether it'll you know that they can't definitively say um yeah but the more periods i have and the heavier they are then the more that's likely to exacerbate the problem whereas the, the coil will obviously help with that and, re and lessen the um effects of a he heavy period over time so that's the reason why the coil was suggested as a way of dealing with the endometriosis but that's not clear you have to really step back and unpick how on earth would a essentially it appears a contraceptive help with a condition like this so it's that clarity it's that explanation I was lucky to have that support and um and and information given to me and I was 
did a, did a lot of research as well. But there's just not, it's like not enough information given to people. And it's very much dismissed. And um, yeah, you have to be really, really resilient and clear in your head and you know what, what, what you've got and when you're going to, uh, to, to speak to something. Yeah. And having the like drive to keep on looking through and searching and stuff like, do you think in the future that there will just be like a database of legitimate symptoms that you can enter everything in like, like a, an NHS sponsored database instead of like WebMD where you type in that you've got athlete's foot and they say you might have cancer, you know, you know, that sort of, do you think, do you, do you think that, yeah, what like sort of, on on the basis of you know this is sort of what you do do you do you reckon that they could there'd be a way of like collecting people's symptoms and things and then probabilities of certain illnesses being the be it be in the outcome if you know what I mean (laughs) it could be a yeah I think it's more around just collecting that data and using it within some of these support groups um, so that they're able okay. to, to give more medical kind of advice, I suppose, because it's, it's great to have that layman's terms and, oh, yeah, I've been through that and that support in that way. But obviously people will want it to be backed up with science and medical, um, you know, innovation. So I think um, just having more of that and more of that, just raising that awareness initially, I think that's the first point, if I'm honest, Lewis. You know, to have that yeah. first point where... Um, there's just that blanket awareness. People know about it. There isn't the stigma attached. I'm really lucky. My employer, she, she, I, I can speak to her about it because if I'm really struggling a couple of days a month to, um, to cope because the pain can be quite extreme, um, I'll say to her, I'm not coming on camera today or to virtual meetings or you know, I just need a bit of a quieter one. I'm going to block out some time. She's really supportive of that and, in fact, wants me to talk about I said I was doing this podcast and wants me to talk about it to raise awareness in the workplace. But, you know, there's a lot of places that, that they'll just put that down to, oh, goodness, you know, that's, that's you know, you can't lose a day's work for, for something like that. But there's a shame still attached to it, which I just don't think that there should be. I don't want to overhide a habit of romanticising Looking for perfect all the time Ignore the overhanging vices But here's my thesis She's the queen kinesis Makes me dream up Sweet releases I'm defeated I miss her on the weekend Thoughts of her repeating She don't even know that I'm existing Will she hear this? I guess what we have in common The parallel lines are take overlaps half an hour that I guess what we have in common The parallel lines are day Overlaps half an hour If that well I'm stunned Wondering how to overcome Set myself up to fail Well done Sit back and regroup Ruminating to get through I guess what we have in common the parallel lines are day overlaps half an hour if that I guess what we have in common The parallel lines are day overlaps half an hour if that
she don't even know that I'm existing, will she hear this? I guess the work we have in common, the parallel lights are dead, he overlaps half an hour if that. I guess the work we have in common, the parallel lights are dead, he overlaps half an hour if that. I guess the work we have in common, the parallel lights are dead, he overlaps half an hour if Oh damn Lewis, you just dropped that song out of nowhere. Who was that? That that was Reese Crowver, long time fan, long time supporter of the podcast with one of his singles. I'm release singles Parallel Lines. He's got an album coming out soon, live venues coming up. One of Epsom's finest acoustic musicians. Do you think there's do you think there's shame attached to it because of the area of uh, body and gender and of of the recipient of it? You know, because um, I guess typically maybe it would be an uncomfortable conversation for the for the male boss and his male buddies. Not saying that is definitely the case anymore, but traditionally, yeah, oh, we don't yeah, want to know yeah, about that. Think... We don't want to know about that. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I think. think so. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. So, so how how do we how do we like? Yeah. So, is it just awareness raising and, and normalizing com- conversing about something that happens to Completely. half of us? Completely. So that's that's the starting point, isn't it? It's like you say, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about endometriosis per se. It's um, it, it's just raising awareness and being, you know, we are women. This is what happens. <laughs> um, having that because I mean, I have to say, on a personal level, I've been really fortunate to have both female and male bodies. That I can talk to this, uh, you know, talk, talk quite openly about this with. Um, and so it's more the individual as opposed to the gender of the manager, but it's also, um, you know, if there Definitely. is, yeah. you know, support yeah. in the workplace to help people that perhaps do feel a little bit uncomfortable from both ways, you know, because not everybody is the same. I get that with their mindsets, and, and but there shouldn't be a taboo. It shouldn't, and if someone does feel like they're being, kind of sidelined because they wanted to talk about something like this. There should be a safe place for them to talk to, talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because it is crazy, isn't it? But I know it sounds so ignorant to say, but it's just an area of life that just never crosses my mind. And to think that like half of the entire world is is regularly going through this, it does seem like it should be a bigger thing. Than it is because the complications that must come that must come with it uh, would be would, yeah. would be insane. Absolutely, you know, and then know? to add on this condition to it and have that focus, I think it's it's not every woman yeah. that actually has endometriosis, and there's a lot of women still out there that would say, and I've had you know female friends say to me, "Oh, it's just what happens every month," and and that's why. And again, it's about being clear in your mind to know there's a difference here. There's definitely a difference um, to what I'm experiencing to what you are, and and you know. Period should just be something that happens. Yeah, you might get some pain, but not to the extreme levels in which women that suffer with endometriosis have. So it's um, it's that part. So yeah, normalise periods in general, and then really raise awareness about this condition. Just to say, right, okay, this is this is real. It does happen. The the, the and, and and what support is needed. And you know, and a lot of the time, it's just having that um, acknowledgement. By, by people around, this is happening to you. Okay, what do you need? And the reality is, 
women don't women with endometriosis don't need a huge amount they don't need to be coddled they don't need to be wrapped up in cotton wool they just need to be understood and listened to when they say this is what i need i'll be fine this yeah just what i need for a couple of days and then i'll be okay rather than shouted down. I think that's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. And how... I'm not following this one so much, but how far are we into the conversation of having three uh, free sanitary products for women in the country? Does that seem like a realistic uh, goal, I do you think? think or do you think that it's still... I know it's still yeah, a debate. Yeah, I think it should be, definitely. I think it should Sorry? be something that we... Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not shamefully now I feel <laughs> not as close to that this um, and where we're up to with it as I perhaps should be but um yeah I think yeah we absolutely should and certainly from like you know the, the, the financial side for even people that are, you know reasonably well off and this happens every month etc but but the amount of, of products that some women especially with the condition that I've got have they're spending a huge amount of money um, on that every month. Um, so yeah, we should be further yeah. down the line. It should. I hope that we get to a point where that is available to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I mean, you shouldn't. It sounds like something you definitely. It's, it, it, <laughs> Yeah. It's like being without toilet paper, isn't it? It's, it's something that you shouldn't really go about. We, yeah. We've all we've all got to use it, really. You know, we've all got to have some Absolutely. variant of it in yeah. our lives. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I completely agree with you. So. Yeah. So, um, I mean, look, we we're, we're a good portion of the of the podcast uh, now. I mean, is there anything else you'd like to to continue with? And have you got anything else you'd like to say on? on endometriosis as a, as a topic um no i don't think so Luke. i you. think it's covered everything just to raise awareness say march is endometriosis awareness month look out for um, i'm really delighted to see that the bbc and more mainstream um channels are, are out there advocating for it and, and and highlighting that this is a condition that happens to you know one in eight women um and um that you know there are all these sufferers and people still don't really know about it so i'm delighted that bbc were running some, some programs on it so so yeah really it's just about saying that saying reach out if you're in doubt do speak to friends um and importantly contact you know, get medical advice and if you're not happy with that medical advice you're getting keep at it get a second opinion keep checking and as early as possible and and even if it's not even if it's later in life just stick with it you know you know your body women know their bodies and um yeah so, so listen to the gut instinct really and, yeah. and go with it i definitely think knowing your bodies is a is a really really good thing to say because i think nowadays we are so quick to distrust our bodies or to ignore our bodies because we're so busy living in our minds you know and we sort of seem to rely on um advice from other powers as our as the soul as it like almost like we've given uh the 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 ownership and the responsibility now this is actually something i'd like to say you know that these hot words like giving ownership and responsibility to the government it sounds as a dark thing at first but i think you need to not treat it like such a sort of conspiracy sci-fi film and just be like you are you feel your body like you are your body you understand your body like you are aware if you spend the time on observing it you are 
you, you are aware and would you say you almost have the power to understand a lot more about it than 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 than, than you know obviously you speak to medical professionals and, and don't doubt them they are experts at what they do but if the if the if, if it doesn't feel right then you know it, it there is probably yeah, something to it that your body's trying to tell great. you there are a lot more of these support groups as i say and there's i mean just tonight i got an email from um somebody um who runs a group called happy hormones and they're obviously very tra highly trained in 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 that area and that is great that's around but that's kind of something i looked i did research in to find that person but surely there should you know, isn't it a shame that we have to go to all these specialisms and pay out for support and advice um separately and of course these people need to be paid because they they've invested heavily in their career and their research etc so it's money well spent don't get me wrong but isn't it a shame that people have to pay extra on top of advice that should be available just to be able to get a diagnosis a proper diagnosis or some proper support because actually even when you're diagnosed um i had wonderful care um in in st Helier hospital when i had my laparoscopy that was fantastic but um afterwards they don't really tell you what can happen after so you have surgery got fixed done but but there's no way of knowing whether that as i said before around the endometriosis where it'll come back or um or whether it won't there's nothing you can really do yes have a healthy lifestyle but to, to stop it there's nothing you can do to stop it coming back um so 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 yeah um yeah. I, I think yeah just just raising that awareness and making it more mainstream having it as a as an arm right here you go yes you've got endometriosis here yeah. you go here's some information about it these are some support groups and and for the medical professionals to be able to signpost people in the right direction um so that, that there is that support people don't yeah. feel so alone yeah maybe then in in general what a, what a good idea would be is like a Facebook group or a local community group specifically for women problems, you know, and then it would become a lot broader of a group. So you're, you're going to get more, more people likely to join for women's problems rather than endometriosis, because, you know, it, it might be something yeah. that no one's heard of. You know, it's, it, there's a lot of syllables in there. They might not want to go go at that straight away you know it's quite a scary word yeah. so they might think oh i couldn't possibly have that that sounds like something i've never heard before that sounds like something somebody else gets yeah. um but you know if there was a local group like women's problems then i guess um you would see if one in eight people get it then it would it would it would crop up quite a lot i assume yeah so um yeah that could be that could be something to look into and it could be something to look into yeah definitely and not to challenge like i feel like i'm challenging you there Lewis, but like women's problems in itself i know you didn't mean it quite in that but that's just that way of like a problem like and then almost sounding negative like it's a shame or something i think there is a lot around uh, yeah. that and certainly i mean yeah. I'm, I'm a personal trainer qualified last year thinking right i want to focus on women with um, medical conditions such as endometriosis so that they can feel they can talk to me because you know we shouldn't have to not exercise there's sometimes that it's not the right thing to do other times it is but we want to maybe not focus in areas that are going to trigger um, the, the pain um, at a certain point of the month and I want women to be able to you know with a, with a focus my PT is a, is a general um, offering but specifically focusing on people on women with 